Thank you. And welcome to Fire Away. You're going to learn absolutely nothing. (laughs) Well, we sure try. Chris told me this morning that I should become friends with somebody because we could talk nonsense forever. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot. I know. (laughs) I said, listen, I'm about to go upstairs and talk nonsense with Leslie for an hour. (laughs) And people actually listen to it (laughs) for fun. Suckers. Welcome to Fire Away Seriously Funny Conversations, the podcast where we catch up on things that make us laugh and things that make us human. We are Matt Bays and Leslie Robbins. Leslie Ray Robbins, lesbian. And today we are going to talk about people who date younger. Guilty. (laughs) Or older. Or older. Karens. Chads. Cancer insurance. And God. God. <laughs> Do you remember that Rebecca St. James song? Yes. Yes, God. God. Truly God. Yep. Can you hear him? Can you see him? Can you taste him? Can you smell him? He's God. God. I remember that part. We, we did God a solid, y'all. We did. We pumped him up. We better pump him up. <laughs> That's, that's what it. God said about our talk. Yeah. When we were talking about God, God was up there going, it's about damn time. <laughs> in a minute, I'm going to need a man or woman to pump you up. <laughs> I got my pumpkin everything. Pumpkin, pumpkin everything. Are you one yeah. of those ones that loves fall? Mm-hmm. Well, I do. Uh, my birthday's in fall, just like yours. So I appreciate the season, but I'm more of a Christmas person. If I could put my Christmas tree up right now, I'd be doing it. You really would. Oh my god! I would probably put Christmas my Christmas tree up like Halloween night. After about three weeks of it, I hate it. Really? It's too cluttery around here, and it doesn't feel clean anymore. I crazy. get that. You turn on that Amy Grant 1986 Tennessee Christmas soundtrack. I, mean, I do love Christmas. Love it. But I'm not like one of those people that's like obsessed with like some people that just I have this friend who does they do um, like a Christmas tour in their home every year, like a festival of trees. And they literally have trees in every room, which is cool. I'm just not that way. I love that. Your next level if you're having something called a festival in your home. For Christmas. I mean, that's next level Christmas, but I appreciate it. And I would probably go to it and enjoy it. That's something well, they're like, gay, of course. Of course so, they are. No, no we're not just going to have Christmas and a <laughs> no, Christmas tree. A we need to have a festival for our trees. <laughs> Love you. Invite me to that because I would come. I've been to it several times. Come yeah. on, weather man. <laughs> Give us. Did you not listen to Amy Grant Christmas? No. I How dare to Amy you. Grant, baby, baby. Your little mom did not listen to Tender Tennessee Christmas. Oh, God, no. We didn't listen. To, listen, we listened to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Christmas. I'm here to tell you, if you were to watch the home video of me saying, I said, whose is it? Guess what's playing in the background? Amy Tender Grant, Tennessee Christmas. Tennessee Christmas. <laughs> listen, it is September 1st. 
Sorry. Sorry. We're not here for Christmas. (laughs) We're not here for Christmas. My my new book. And I wrote something down yesterday about men who are 83 that date 19 year olds. I go for younger, younger people. And I actually wrote the phrase, we're not here for daycare. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that you brought that up because I have that on one of my talking points today. It's not about gay guys, but it's about older and younger Coming but we together. can turn it into something gay. We can turn always turn it into gay. I want to talk about it. I mean, festivals listen, to gay. <laughs> we started this at 8. It's 8.06 a.m. Here we Let's are. Let's get into it. Let's just jump in. All right. Go ahead. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Do you know Ten that? Years difference. That, yeah. And I thought this about Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher when they were together. Uh-huh. Like, I, it's not really about the, the woman being older and the, it's just, what do you, what can you talk about? Like when I was in my prime, when I was in high school, you were being born. Yeah. What do you, what do you have to talk about? Like at some point you're, it's boring. I don't know, but here's the thing before I got married to Chris, who is two and a half years older than me, I dated younger. Mm-hmm. So I dated somebody that was 16 years younger than me. 16 years. And how'd that work out? It didn't work out. (laughs) It didn't work out. Uh, And there's, there's, there's stuff to all that, but we were together for two and a half years, had a wonderful time. Uh, But there is a difference and it's not like, what do you talk about? I mean, you just talk about life and whatever, but what I noticed was silly, stupid things that probably seemed like not a big deal. Like we'd been in the workforce different lengths of time. So our vacation time off was different, which Mm -hmm. made it difficult to plan vacations together. Something that simple. I've never even thought about that. That's That's like, those are just little things that you notice. And then there also is that you've had so much more experience, life experience, Mm -hmm. that at times you feel like Almost like more of a yeah, parent mentor. Like no, it'll be fine. You'll be you'll yeah, be, yeah. And that's not to say anything about the younger person because no. they're probably like yeah. And I felt like a damn nurse, yeah. you know. So it's just it's just is what it is. But in the gay culture, it goes to an extreme, and it probably does in the mainstream too. But you see it, I think, more often in gay world where. There will be, and I'm not kidding, a 75-year-old man with a 19-year-old boy. And it's it's a it's a convenient, I know, I'm not lying. I've known them. And it's a convenience thing of the old man doesn't feel like he can actually get anybody or they're slim pickings at that age because yeah. they're about dead. Or, <laughs> and the young guy wants somebody to take care of him. Yeah. And that's a thing. I don't like it, but we're talking about lasting love. So this is not a good design (laughs) for a fulfilling, meaningful love. That's all I'm saying. Back to Um, you, Leslie. Well, it's not about gay, but it is about, this is an interesting fact. I can't think of his name. McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. What's his name? Patrick. Is it Patrick Um, something? Dempsey. Dempsey, yes. Patrick Dempsey. His first wife was like, his mom's age they got married like straight i was shocked when i saw a picture of her back in the 80s they're like mother and son (laughs) and they were married for like seven or eight years anyway 
I was just shocked that Patrick Dempsey was married to somebody old enough to be his mother. Listen, I think there are age difference relationships that work all the time. And it's not as big a deal as you think once you get into it. Because when I first started dating him and he was 16 years younger, I just, I couldn't even. Mm-hmm. Like in too- the, the truest sense of I can't, I can't even. With myself, I was like, what is happening? This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous or whatever. And he was always like, I don't see what the big deal is. But he had been in the gay mm-hmm. world. And that's fairly common. But then I adjusted and it's just like, it's just this human being. It doesn't, it doesn't end up feeling like there's such an age disparity. In moments, it does, you know, but there is something different about it. What do you think the best age difference is? Like five years? I don't know. What would make it best? They can't be old enough to be your parent. I think they have to be within a sibling age range. So if like six years older, six years younger, to me, that's like a perfect, they're old enough to be your sibling. Yeah. They're not old enough to be. You're in elementary school when you're born. Okay. Perfect. 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 Well, I would always think about me and him when I was getting my driver's license, he was being born. Right. (laughs) And then when I started dating after he and I broke up, it was all younger guys in the early thirties, all of them. And it's just what I was drawn to. And I don't know if it's because I missed out all those years, you know, and so I was just drawn, you know, or because like on Tinder, you'd scroll and it just looks like a bunch of old men, you know. And honestly, Matt, just for you personally, you have a young spirit, you're hip, (laughs) like, you know, pop culture, you know what's going on. You're not the classic 50 year old, like sipping his coffee, reading the newspaper, petting the dog but you like to get out and you know what's going on and i mean you probably do relate with younger just because you have kind of a younger oh, yes. spirit i know I who harry styles is and nick nolte and <laughs> nick nolte no. now there's a difference let's go to the <laughs> other side oh my god <laughs> but listen when when chris and i started um uh, dating oh, it was just so nice to be with someone grown and that's not to take away from my former relationship at all. No. Some of those other guys I dated, nice guys, all of them nice, but there's a difference. It was just nice to be with somebody that was at your same stage of life. Totally. You know what I mean? Head raised children, mm-hmm. you know, remembered yes. Malta meal. I mean, <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? You had the same life experiences, just a different yes. time, with different people in different times, but you had relatable experiences. Yes. Yes. And uh, kind of sort of, I don't know what the answer is. Who knows? You want somebody super young or super old, knock yourself out. It's none of my business. There were parts of it that I did not find satisfying. We went to Las Vegas last year and there was this man and woman there and he was probably in his late seventies, maybe early eighties, like older. Mm -hmm. He could be my grandpa. And his girlfriend or his whoever he was with, wife, whatever, she was early 20s. And she was all over him in her song. They had got they had rented one of those cabanas. And oh, I they were in a pool. They were in the pool. They were just all over. I mean, everybody was just looking at him like. I mean, people can say what they want, but yeah. listen, this is fire away. And we just lay it out. No spin factor. That is 
I want somebody to take care of me. But then I always in my head go back to my friend, Kristen, who would be like, and if that's what they want to do, and it's true, if you're consenting adults and that's what you want to do, great. But we're talking about fulfilling relationship, marriage of equals, nobody's running the show, no partnership and not nursemaid i'm with you i mean i'm not judging but I, this is just like we are let's make. be we clear. are judging but just because we wanna... say we're not judging we absolutely are judging well here's the, i'm judging mostly because we've all been 20 and we're all think we know what we need and you know all the things yeah yes. and i understand that part but the other part is if you're in a relationship where you're looking to be taken care of you're in it for the wrong reason right yeah. i mean if i need somebody to take care, i've got mom and dad i'm good I but got it, the mom but and it dad. could be that okay so that relationship that i was in for two and a half years mm-hmm. was really helpful for mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. for him I think there were some things that we left that relationship with that we needed. I needed and that he needed. Yeah. So there can be good things about it, but is it a relationship to last a lifetime? Yeah. You know, and maybe that's not what people are looking for at the time or whatever, but yeah, it's strange when it's somebody who's, like I said, a 19 year old boy, Mm -hmm. man whatever, Mm -hmm. and a 72-year-old old old man. And there is that trouble with the 19-year-old getting really comfortable with, oh, I'm just living it up in this gay man, Pat. This is where I live. And all I do is binge Netflix and, you know. Sounds wonderful. Really. (laughs) (laughs) It could just be a 19-year-old gay man. if I could have just, I sh- Tom, I'm sorry. I should have looked for an 80 year old man with yes. money. So I could have watched yes. my Netflix. No one bother me. You'd be Sounds like, wonderful. Anna, Anna, oh, Anna. <laughs> da, 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 da. Just... I forgot about that theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, oh, Anna. here's one. People know that I'm, you know, sober, been sober since 2007. Mm-hmm. And I attend recovery meetings. Yeah. Here's the thing about me with recovery meetings. I don't like small recovery meetings. They don't have to be enormous, but I don't like going to meetings where there are five people or six Mm -hmm. people. I just, I don't prefer them for whatever reason. They're still good meetings. Mm -hmm. I just don't prefer them. I go into the one last night and there are three people, including (laughs) me. It's the first time I've been there. Three people, right? God. Oh, God. I can just see you. I can just see you. I swear to God, I can just see it. There are what are called lead meetings, which is when somebody gives their lead, which means is when they tell their story. Mm-hmm. So the man starts to engage me who's chairing the meeting and says, the last Wednesday of the month is typically mm-hmm. a lead meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And he says, how long have you been in the program? And then I'm like, wait. And he's like, well, this is a lead meeting. Would you be interested in giving your lead? It's the first time I've ever been there. (laughs) And there literally is him and one other man. (laughs) Quiet man and him and me. That's it. Would you give your lead? I was like, um, oh, (laughs) you know, but I'm oh thinking this program has given so much to me 
that when you're called upon for service, you need to be willing. Mm. So girl, I did it. Were you like, let me get my microphone. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even dressed for this. And then I had to <laughs> oh my off God, my- yes. <laughs> I was Aww. like, I just, I don't feel prepared for this. <laughs> and I pulled out my microphone out of my purse and I was fine. Anyway, it was actually a really, really sweet meeting uh, that I will not go back to because it's too small. <laughs> but I hope I see them around at other meetings because they were actually very sweet guys. That's what happened to me. I love that you are disciplined and that you go to those things, but that is my nightmare just to like go in to like a group and not know what you're going into not my scene. I, I would have to do like a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, because you aren't you aren't an alcoholic. Let me tell you how it gets when you're desperate. Yeah. All that stuff you said right there. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't really want to. But it's like, then you don't want to be sober. You know what yeah, I mean? I probably don't. I probably don't <laughs> want to be sober. <laughs> I mean, when you're really, really desperate, you're like, Tell me what to do. I'll do anything. Yeah. I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. And then you yeah. end up having to do shit that is really uncomfortable that you don't want to do. Yeah. yeah. You understand. Yeah. I, I do. I do understand. I would just want to go like, I'd want to be in your meeting. And if you don't go, I'm not going that night either. We'll just meet up for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you get to know people and different people. And sure. those rooms oh, are come wonderful. True. There's so many good people in there and they're just smart and kind and they're not boring it's an interesting group of people they're funny i I enjoy them yeah i thank god that i'm not an alcoholic because i would hate going to those meetings i'm just not i would rather talk in front of a really large group than have to small talk in like a small group oh same same with me when we were at thanksgiving and my mom would be like matt sing a song sing a song (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like I would have rather sang in front of a thousand people and not because all eyes are on me. There's just there's a different feeling than there's a grandma sitting right there staring into your face. You know what I mean? Sing, come on, weather man, give us a forecast. Tennessee Christmas. Oh, Lord. God, I'm about to put that on as a I'm going to put your picture with a Christmas tree. In that song. No, these were ages when I was in high school and it was mostly go ahead, <laughs> drive the nails in my hands, <laughs> oh. laugh at me where you stand. Remember that song? Now, when you would sing and you would Dallas make eye Home. contact, when you make eye contact with your sister, would you laugh? Oh, because well, you just I, I would do be hysterical. You just I don't look at my sister when I sing. <laughs> There were these these girls that did a trio in our church growing oh, up. Uh, Amy, st- Missy, and Tracy, m- and Missy and Tracy were sisters. <clears throat> and I'm not lying. They got up there to sing a trio one time, and <laughs> one of them sang lead, one of them sang alto, and one of them sang had a lower voice. Amy, st- and she sang mm-hmm. the tenor line. Mm-hmm. They were good. Mm-hmm. But they get up there and the song starts going and something happens between the two sisters. <laughs> I can They are <laughs> literally rolling. One of the girls is like trying to sing through the left or like, <laughs> or she's still singing, but it sounds like that. Amy <laughs> is like just serious. <laughs> She is just like blah 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 on her tenor line, right? 
which is all you can hear coming through. And the other girl, Tracy, is bent over, like microphone in hand, bent over, rolling. And we are all just dying. It's the best thing. I love, I so love that. Thank me God. Too. Thank God me and my sister can't sing because that would have been us. I hope wherever Missy and Tracy are, that they are still telling that story. I guarantee (laughs) you, like, or Amy is when they're like at a business meeting and they're like, tell us your most embarrassing moment. She's like, this is the one I've got keeps tucked away in my back pocket. (laughs) My mom, she gets tickled about things. And it's usually if somebody falls down. Or gets hurt. Does that happen at church a lot? (laughs) Listen, my favorite one is we were on our way somewhere. We're all in the car. And there was a motorcycle in front of us. And this guy, (laughs) like, crashed. Yeah. On his motorcycle. Now, he wasn't, like, dead or anything like that. Like, he, like, hopped off it as it was falling. And he scratches his hand on the ground or something like that. And he gets up and you see him cussing and he's shaking his fingers and sticking them in his mouth. And my mom starts rolling. She is like, (laughs) she cannot pull it together over this. It's why I love on Instagram kids getting hurt. Do you follow Yes. that? That is hilarious. Yeah. Oh. If if a goat grabs a little girl by the hair, <laughs> I mean, I'm like living my best life. Oh my God. That's yeah. hilarious. Kids getting hurt. <clears throat> it's a solid follow. It is a solid follow. Tagged yeah. in the comments. I saw one the other day where this little kid, it was the bike running down a hill and his mom was going, good job. You got it. You got it. And he like, I mean, he bit it hard. And literally oh she was like, oh, honey. Like that. <laughs> I was like, this is her fifth kid. Rubbed some dirt on it. You're fine. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. My God oh my is gosh. gone. That is sad. I can't believe you got up at the butt crack of dawn. And went uh, got to go Starbucks. to Starbucks. This this is what got me up is I was like, I'm going to get myself Starbucks in the Did morning. Did you walk when your I wake little up. tail over there? No, I drove. I was going to say, today. God. Now, do you live in the city? Because like I was in Chicago. It literally, I'm sweating cold sweats trying to drive through chicago and i thought i don't remember ever driving through cincinnati but is that what you're dealing with every day when you leave well let's be clear that cincinnati is not chicago i mean it's like the difference between new york city and chicago you know so cincinnati is not huge it's like bigger it's bigger than than indianapolis yeah So, but it's more like that. So yeah, there is some of that. I mean, we're right at the edge of the city. I don't know how they would describe it, you know, but we're right at the edge of the city. So I can be downtown walking in five minutes. So you're at least a little bit out where you're not dealing with the parking situation and you can get to a suburb target. Oh yeah, I'm not, but where we go we can go across the river into Kentucky and do, cause we're right here on the river, which we do all the time. You can walk mm-hmm. there, but we can go over to target and Kroger and stuff over there. There's a Kroger right downtown. That's real close to our house that we can go to. And when you do anything downtown, yeah, you're dealing with the parking. And you know? I mean, if you walk, you're going to get those to bags. Which you Not see people it. doing all the time. Not it's, worth it. it's amazing. It's amazing how you kind of get, used to it and adjust. And I've always felt like I could live in a bigger city. I would never want to live in NYC ever. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but this isn't Cincinnati is not a big city, but it's a sweet downtown area. And it's mm-hmm. I love this place. Look, I am decked out in a Cincinnati you shirt, are, and a Cincinnati baseball hat. You could um, be more into it right now. <laughs> no, we didn't plan to talk about <laughs> Cincinnati, but I just love this. I love this town. Yeah. Love it. I could live here forever, but I probably won't. What do you think no. you'll end up? Oh, I don't know. Chris will drag us off somewhere. I know he 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 just he's just meant for bigger things. <laughs> He'll probably want to go somewhere at some point. And I'd be like, okay, maybe we'll live abroad at some point. Yeah. No. Who knows? ADHD just hit me. I what? was driving home from work yesterday. This is not interesting at all. What is your middle name? I don't know what your middle name is. Oh, honey, have I not told you? Let's no. go back to my aunts and uncles. Right. So what is it? That's what I want to know. Irvin. What? Irvin. Matthew. Irvin? Irvin. I give people five chances on how to spell it. I-R-V-I-N-E. V-I-N-E. Wrong. E-R-V-I-N-E. Wrong. I don't know. Oh, you got three more chances. I R. You're not going to get it. I'm not. I have no, no. idea. I can't spell. It is. E-U-R-V-E-N. Oh, <laughs> Matt, this is yeah. epic. I never would have guessed that's your middle name. I thought you were going to say like Alan. Are you Leslie Ann? Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? No, I'm Leslie Ray. Named after that's my not bad. dad. That's not bad. not bad. When I they called me Leslie Ray until I was about six, and I called it off. I said, "Please stop calling me that." Were you named after the boots, scootin' boogie? Billy Ray. Well, my dad's name is William Ray, so by by rights, his name is Billy oh, Ray. Yes. One last thing about speaking about names. I told you with yes. my uncles we discussed last year: Zeno, Zether, Ozil. Mm-hmm. I'm an Alastaline, Odiva, all the names that I had. I've mm-hmm. never sat across from somebody and shared those names and had them be able to win. You know, mm-hmm. it's like once I start throwing out Odiva and Ozil and Xenon and Zether, they're like, yeah, I give up. But this guy threw out one name that shut it down. Cooterbill. Cooterbill. That was his grandmother's name, Cooterbill. C-O-O-T-E-R space Bill, as in William. That is the name of this episode, by the way. (laughs) Coot Billy. (laughs) Cooter Bill. (laughs) I'd be calling it Coot Billy, Aunt Cooch. Can you imagine how made fun of she was? I don't know if she was, but I'm like, that's actually, is that a legal name? And he goes, oh yeah, that's it. And I said, and is that what people called her? And he said, never Cooter. Thank God. What did they call her? Cooterbill. They called her both names. Cooterbill. Yeah. Mary Beth. That's what she went by. Yes, exactly. That's what she went by. Cooterbill. I tell you what, up in heaven, Cooterbill and Ozor are having a good old time. They're talking about all the made fun of names that they had to endure. I don't hate my name, but I just, and and I really don't, I don't hate Leslie? my name at all. No, it's just, yeah. to me, I can't imagine being like top five baby names, Leslie. It's just not like 
to me like a name that you're going to put on yeah, your but, top. But page. it's generational. I mean, there are those names like Lisa and Dawn, yeah. whatever. And mine is too, Matt, Matthew. Yeah. I mean, and now Matt is known as an asshole name. It is? I don't no. understand all of that or how that works, but like, like right is. now is kind of a, a bummer of a time to be Karen. Oh my God. You Karen. Know. Also, like my kids will say, um, describing like a kind of a preppy white boy as yeah. Chad. Look at all those Chads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You I've know, heard that. Yeah, yeah, like the, you know, preppy, perfect hair. We need to stop ruining names for people. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, because there are wonderful Karens out there. That's one of the ones that's become huge. A Karen. Everybody knows that term. And yeah. that's unfortunate because it's like, you know, you're, people are out there, nice enough people introducing themselves as Karen and being like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> like, oh, you're not really an actual Karen, though, are you? You know? You know, like I have a problem um, as somebody who used to do hair. I have a problem with people who still have the Karen haircut. Do you Is know what that, I'm talking uh, about? I'd like to speak to a manager haircut. Yeah, like the um, okay. Kate Gosling. Asymmetrical. And also yeah. just like the stacked stack. bob. Cutting a stack is so fun. But I'd also, as someone that does hair, I feel like it's your responsibility to go, I'm going to do this for you. But I need you to know that. This isn't like cool. Like, is it a is it a stylist's responsibility to say no? Like, can I like if I brought in a picture of a Karen haircut? What about this? That's out of well, style. Well, if they're it. saying what about this and asking yeah. the question, absolutely jump in and be like, right. "Here's the thing." Yeah, she looks really cute. I mean, mm -hmm. you can work your way around it, but yeah. that is a magazine from yeah. 1997. So let's put that away. <laughs> I don't know where you found that. Right. Get something more up to date. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do your hair. I feel like I don't want anybody to know that I do your hair. Yes. If you want me to frost those tips and stack that back. <laughs> you are representing me and I'm not going to do that because yeah. I don't want people to know I do that kind of work. Yeah. I don't know. I just always think about that. Like, should stylists be like, no, I'm not going to perm your hair. Actually, perm's coming back. But you know what I mean? Perms are coming back. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I've even seen people like French braid their hair and then they put the perm solution in and they do it, leave it like that. Like the wave, that braided wave. Yeah. Of course they're going to do something new with it. Are you ever going to do hair again? No, my license expired and I have to take like the state board test. I don't have to like go and do the hair. I just have to take the test. And I don't remember anything about regulations and state board, all that. So I'm just not going to do it. Does yeah. that suck? You know what yeah. else sucks? If I have a license in Indiana, if I move to Florida, I have to take the state board again. Just Listen, do hair. This Ugh. is this is very serious. Doing okay. all this hair is very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's what like with insurance too, but I guess that makes more sense going <laughs> state to state. I actually had my health insurance license uh, in the state of Indiana back in 1993. Oh my god! Because girlfriend, this guy was selling cancer insurance. True story. Wonder what would have happened if you had stuck to insurance. I don't know that I'd be here today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine having done that. You yeah, would have been it was, so bored. Oh, I was bored anyway. Basically, all you did was scare people 
mm-hmm. into buying this cancer insurance. And then what we did was we just went to ministry and we scared the hell out of people to buy <laughs> salvation. <laughs> this was eternity insurance. I traded up. God, God, that stopped sitting well with me at about 25, where I was like, so we really think that everybody is going to hell? Burn, burn, burn. What the hell? Literally, what the hell? Yeah. Like, how? I uh, I can't get on as I can't get on to that topic right now, but I just like just pause for a second, you conservative Christian people, and just think there is a loving, all knowing, omniscient being out there that has created us all out of love and dreams. And that being is sending your ass to eternal conscious torture. Forever. 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 Because your little brain did not fully comprehend God. You burn your skin off your face. We are setting you literally on fire and throwing you into a lake of lava where you won't be consumed. You'll just burn for an eternity. Yes. God is love. Yes. That part, I believe God is love. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. How in the world are you believing that? Because the Bible said, it's like, oh my God. I didn't even break a sweat one time as you talked. And I want to just say this. My counselor, (laughs) my counselor said something that really struck me. And she said, when Adam and Eve had eaten the apple and sinned. They noticed that they had sinned. They were shameful, right? And they were hiding from God. And finally, Adam says, you know, we're hiding. We're covering ourselves. And God said, it's in the Bible. Who told you that? I write that out all the time. Who told you that? God didn't tell you that. You're dealing with all that stuff. All this stuff that we make so permanent and like stamped in stone. And God says, who told you that? So in that case, who told you that you were bad? Yeah. Like you told yourself that. We tell ourselves lies. Yeah. And I just see God that way. Like, I just see God as, stop. Who told you that? You're making it too hard. Yeah. That's how I see God. Relaxed, calm, cool, collected. Yeah. When people are trying to get it right in their lives, like, Mm -hmm. I just want to do God's will, that kind of stuff. I think if there is a God out there, and I do believe that there is, Mm -hmm. in my way of thinking, which is putting humanity and a really small understanding of life and the universe and all of that onto Mm -hmm. this being that none of us can describe or understand, but that that being would be like, okay, so that's what we're doing. Great. Um, <laughs> like, is it right or wrong? Did they make the right decision? It's very binary and mm-hmm. none of that gets factored in. It's just like, do what you're going to do and I will be with you and we'll figure it out together. Lean on me. Lean on me. But there is that. Have you heard of the phrase? I can't, I don't know who said this, but it was called the tyranny of the oar. Mm-mm. 
or the genius of the and. And the tyranny of the or is that binary. It's either this or it's this. It's black or white. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's it. But the genius of the and is being able to hold two things that don't necessarily go together at the same time and not lose your mind. Yep. I'm all about it. Me too. Richard Rohr talks a lot about that kind of stuff. The old Franciscan priest. I like him. Do you ever read any Richard Rohr? No, but I'll write it down. Richard Rohr, he's a sweet little old man. He has a book called Breathing Underwater. I think his most well-known book is Falling Upward. It's really good. If there's anybody spiritual that I can get behind following, he is one of them for sure. It's about damn time. In a minute, I don't need a sentimental man or woman to back me up. That's it for us today on Fire Away. We'll be back with more seriously funny conversations next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash podcast fire away and on Instagram at fireway underscore podcast. Watch us via video on our YouTube channel because we look cute today. And fire this podcast off to a few of your friends. I told you to do this last week and you didn't. Fire away. Fire away. I need more coffee. You got to get to work, don't you? Yeah. All right. I love you. Have a good day with the old people. Bye. Bye.